0: Welcome to church. Welcome to the month of March. It's a month of the Holy Spirit. And in the month of March, we'll be looking at the series Total Immersion. Total Immersion. Total Immersion. I've always said that it's, it's good to know when the Spirit of God and the presence of God enters a room. It's always good to know at that time, that's the time to connect. That's the time the water has been stirred. That's the time to to enjoy the atmosphere, to forget about everything and just connect into that space. That's the most important time of all. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Okay. Total immersion. Experiencing the fullness of the Spirit. The fullness of the Spirit. that writer suggests to me that there is a part of the spirit that is not the fullness of it. And all through the month of March, we will be looking at how to experience the fullness of the spirit. I mean, the elevated service this morning was, who was in that service? How was it It was mind-blowing because some of the things that that the lord was revealing to me were things that you know when when god just tells you something afresh it's 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 mind-blowing it's amazing you see the light of it you see the tangibility of it right there and oh i couldn't even finish writing i just was in awe of god's presence and i just Worshipped in His presence. I just couldn't finish writing the things He was saying because the presence was so much. Was so much. Just talking about the Holy Spirit and and hearing the Holy Spirit talk about Himself and hearing God reveal to you who the Holy Ghost is. You know, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. So today I'm just going to lay a foundation with the little time that we have. Lay a foundation on what we'll be talking about throughout the month. Total immersion, experiencing the fullness of the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 18. I read the Amplified version. It says, do not get drunk with wine for that is wickedness. The translators of this Amplified, they don't send anybody. Do not get drunk with wine. It is wickedness. And in bracket it puts corruption and stupidity. But be filled with the Holy Spirit and Constantly Guided by him. Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Often praise by singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father of, our, of all things. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever wondered how that when you want to give thanks. Or when you want to worship. Or you want to um, sing psalms and hymns and make melody in your heart you feel like it's not connecting you feel like it's not just flowing it's like you're just going through the motions when you go back to read what, what the writer said before he said to speak to one another in, in psalms and hymns he says don't get drunk with wine It is says but before filled with the Holy Spirit and be constantly guided by him. So it suggests to me that when I get into the atmosphere where I want to sing psalms and hymns and make melody in my heart and and be thankful and it's not flowing, it suggests to me that there is no feeling of the Holy Spirit. It means that the feeling of the Holy Spirit enables me to sing psalms and hymns and make melody in my heart. Without instruments, without anything, I'm on my own. Always giving thanks to God, the Father of all things, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, it suggests to me that each time I embrace that in-feeling of the Holy Ghost and experience the fullness of His Spirit, I'm able to give thanks. So, it suggests to me also that when I'm not giving thanks over anything at all, could it be that the reason is not because I don't it's not because I don't have a million naira yet? Could it be is because I'm not enjoying that infilling of the Holy Ghost? Could it be that joy is lacking? Not because you didn't get the car you wanted to get, or you didn't get the new phone you wanted to get, but because the Holy Spirit is not feeling you. Could it just be? that it's not that raise or that promotion or that increase that you are waiting for that is causing you not to be happy, but just the feeling of the Holy Ghost. Could it be? Could it just be that the things that you look at and point to and say to yourself, I'm not happy. Because of this and because of that, could it just be that the Bible is suggesting to us that if you have the feeling of the Holy Spirit, joy can come inside of you. And you can live your life having nothing, but yet having all things. Could it just be that the game changer is not that thing you are waiting for unconsciously in your mind that if this thing just walks and if this thing just clicks and if I just get this thing or if this person just answers me and then wow I'll be happier and better could it just be that it's the Holy Ghost that makes the difference could it just be so scripture is saying do not be drunk with wine but be filled with the Holy Spirit so when that feeling comes It enables you to be joyful. It enables you to be happy regardless. It says, having not seen, we rejoice with joy unspeakable. How? By the Holy Ghost. Having not seen, we rejoice with joy unspeakable. We have not seen, but we rejoice. Could it be that it's just that feeling of the presence of the Holy Ghost that allows you to, to shout for joy and leap for joy and scream and dance even in the face of adversity? Could it just be that that's the game changer? So if that's the game changer, then you and I do well to recognize that there is a place to experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit. To experience the fullness of the Spirit. To experience the fullness of the spirit. Our overall goal is to establish an understanding. Of why believers need the fullness of the spirit. And know that it is available. And it is God's ultimate and grand plan. For our existence here on earth. In heaven we don't need it. So I tell people. You should change yourself. When you don't experience the fullness of the spirit. As a believer. You are shortchanging changing yourself. You don't know what you have. You don't know what has been made available for you. Jesus said, if only they know what pertains to their peace. If only they know what pertains to their peace. So you and I as believers and have come to know the Lord and have not come to experience the Holy Spirit or experience the fullness of the Spirit. We are short ourselves and not being able to grab everything. Everything. Joy comes from the presence of the Lord. That's where, that's where his joy is it's, you, you, you cannot explain it but people think that oh why are you this happy you must, you must have it all good for you you don't understand it's a joy that is inside it's a joy that is not attached to anything I have it I don't have it but I'm full of joy and I'm full of the spirit of God because the joy that lasts is the one that comes from the presence of God the one that things bring are temporal that's happiness you can be happy because of something but what about the joy that flows inside of you when there is nothing what about the joy that flows inside of you when you just lost something what about the joy that flows inside of you when it appears that you're not even going to have anything you can't even see what's next but there is a joy inside the bible says that with joy we draw water from the wells of salvation so when joy flows to your heart flows in your heart it shows that you're in the presence of God It shows that you are there. You are in his presence. And what did the Bible say? At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So if the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. It suggests to me that each time I stay joyful. And I remain in the spirit. And choose to be happy regardless of anything. I'm drawing myself closer to the right hand of the pleasures of God. Have you not thought about it yourself that the things that you worry about and 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 you know get concerned about never really happen think about it they never never really happen i mean many things i have been concerned about concerned about things that don't make sense concerned about things that really don't 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 I have the benefit of hindsight now that I can look and say, you boy, you've just been stupid. Being concerned about what doesn't make sense. If I tell you the history of my life, you'll be shocked that I'm the one standing here talking to you. I used to be concerned about many things. Concerned about getting married, concerned about having children, concerned about everything. How it was going to happen, I I didn't know, but I was just concerned. Even when I got married, I was concerned concerned about what I don't know or just concerned that how will it happen so I'm concerned I'm concerned about how I'll get married I got married I'm concerned about how I'll have children I got children I'm concerned about how the children will grow they are growing so what am I concerned about nothing nothing but if only I just enjoy my life Enjoy the presence of God. Enjoy it as you go. Realize that life is a journey and you keep going. Where you are does not determine your end. It's only a journey and you're going. And if your eyes is forward and looking on Jesus, you will get to the place that Jesus has for you. At the end of the day, everything you go through becomes a story. It becomes something you you talk about and laugh at the end of the day you laugh about it you encourage people with it oh I've been there I remember I've been there I've been there right there where you are I've been there but I came out I came out and you are joyful about it you are excited about it you are shouting lifting up your hands what could be so worse losing your job losing three jobs in one and a half year where do I want to where did I want to write that I lost three jobs in one and a half year high paying jobs one of them was, 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 the, was the personal assistant to, to, to the um, chairman of, of one of these banks, one of these big banks. In one and a half year, it was devastating. But I pulled joy from the presence of God. And I said, the things I say to myself are like, God, you have a plan for me you have a plan for me whatever that plan is i will find it you have a plan for me and i begin to pray god you have a plan for me if you will send someone my way you will send someone my way if you will if you whatever you need to do but i choose that plan i know it's a good plan the bible says in jeremiah twenty nine eleven that i know the thoughts that i think towards you are thoughts of good and of evil to give you a hope in the future that's how i was declaring when i had nothing Home, I couldn't tell my wife that I'd lost the job. I had to call my best friend to tell him that look, guy, see what just happened. He said, Have you told your wife? I said, No, I said, I don't even know if I'm going to go home, I don't know how to tell her. So, I think he, co- I mean, that devastating. I said, I think he called her first and said, Okay, you know what, John is going to tell you something, but keep calm, XYZ, you trust my wife. The next thing, what happened, <laughs> you know, and thank God for her, She she just took faith. Became strong and all that. But through it all, I had my show that look, there is a plan of God for me. So that's my joy. I don't know why I'm talking about that. I'm supposed to be talking about the Holy Spirit. But that's the joy that that I held on to. That there is a plan of God for my life. So those experiences, I come out of it. And then I'm stronger and better. I'm stronger and better. Things happen to me now. They happen, if they like, they happen, the life. I move on. I'm happy and joyful. I'm happy and joyful. I keep moving on. I have it. I don't have it. It's irrelevant. That's not the most important thing. The most important thing is I've got the Holy Ghost inside of me. And Jesus said, he will not leave you nor forsake you most important thing. He will not leave you. He will not forsake me. So I say to the Holy Ghost I may lose a job. I may lose money. I may lose anything. But you cannot leave me. So let's go. So he goes with me everywhere. Everywhere. So that's my strength. That's my joy. I may lose everything. But him alone. That's all I care. That's all. That's all when we say total immersion we are saying that you need to get to a point in your life where you are completely immersed in the Holy Spirit completely and totally you live, you breathe you talk him and everything he becomes your soul companion every other thing does not make sense but him because he's a person so you experience that fullness every day every day you commune with him you with him I don't think there's hardly an hour that goes by that we don't have a conversation hardly hardly there must be that constant conversation constant conversation constant I draw strength from there I draw hope from there I draw peace from there everything because Jesus said he will teach you all things he will teach you all things So the feeling of the Holy Spirit the fullness of the Spirit is a prerequisite for maximizing your life here on earth. It's a prerequisite. Because you never know what the policies of the nations will be tomorrow. You don't know. You and I are here. Tomorrow we can get up and somebody they call PMB might decide that okay he wants to change one thing. What will you do about it? Oh, you protest. Well, go and protest. You will come back to your house. And the law will still stay. So Am I correct? The law will still stay. What will you do? But when you realize that you are here on earth. Yes, but you are a citizen of heaven. So the laws that govern you are the laws that govern the kingdom of God. Man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in a body. Genesis chapter 2. Then the Lord God, verse 7, formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the bread of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Question How did we know it was man? Before you made man. When he says, let us make man, why did you not ask him, excuse Please, what is man? If I say, come, I say, let's make a microphone, you already know what a microphone is. So said, let us make man. Why did you not ask, ah, excuse You understand my French? <laughs> What's that? What's that? means that they realized and they knew what man is. So, go on. Amplified version. Genesis 2-7. Then the Lord God formed that is created the body of man. Created from the body. Formed the body of man. So, man Created from the body of man. From the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the bread of life. And the man became a living being. It says an individual complete in body and spirit. So man is a spirit, has a soul and lives in a body. Lives in a body. So that body enables man to function where? Here. on Because when Jesus comes or when anyone dies, the body is changed to another body. Another kind of body. So when we say experiencing the fullness of the spirit, we are saying that here or not now, in this body, you can experience the fullness of the spirit. And then you realize that you are not your hand, your eyes that you can see. The you is inside. The you is inside. This is a casing. This is a body that you are living in. That's This is a body you are living in. You are living inside this body. I don't know how I can explain it better than that. Man is a spirit first. Created a spirit. Put into a body. And given the breath of life. So that breath of life. So he's a tripart being body soul and spirit your soul is where your mind is your will your emotions all those things that's that's where they are and then your spirit so when you get saved and you get born again what happens to you is that your spirit man is what is saved your spirit man is what is renewed your spirit man is is what gets born again that's why somebody can be born again and is if he has two fingers his fingers will still be two If he has tattoo all over his body, his tattoo will still be there. Forget it. If the person has changed from male to female and he gets born again, he's born again, no. There's nothing you can do about his changing. He's born again. Fight me. It's not me. What can you do about it? You can't do anything about it. Because it's not the body that gets saved. It's the spirit man. The spirit man. But then the body, soul, and spirit have their limitations as well. They have the limitations. I know people say that the body has limits, that the mind doesn't have any limits. The mind has limits as well. The only thing that doesn't have limits is the spirit. The mind has limits. The body has limitations within a realm. In this physical realm, you, you have limitations here. The mind, the will and emotions have limitations within another realm. But the spirit does not have limits. Does not have limit. The Bible says in Hebrews ten five. it says that is why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you have given me a body to offer. You have given me a body to offer. So Jesus was given another body, not our kind, was given a body to offer the body that he can offer to God as sacrifice. A sacrifice. Let's read on from um, Hebrews ten five. Hebrews chapter 10. From verse 5. That is why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you have given me a body to offer. You were not pleased with bond offerings or other offerings for sin. Then I said, look, I have come to do your will, O God, as is written about me in the scriptures. First, Christ said, You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings or bond offerings or other offerings for sin. Nor were you pleased with them, though they are required by the law of Moses. Then he said, look, I have come to do your will. He cancels the first covenant in order to put the second into effect. For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time for all time. Glory to God for all time. Turn to John chapter 3 John chapter 3 from verse 1 it says there was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi he said we all know that God has sent you to teach us Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. He asked them, what do you mean? Exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can produce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. Your King James version says, um, "Flesh." Pardon? Yeah, that which is born of flesh is flesh; that which is born of the Spirit is so. Jesus separated it there for him. That when you get born again, what happens is that your spirit is what gets gets saved. So what is born of the spirit is spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh. He says, so don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants. just as you can hear the wind, but you can't tell where it's coming from, where it's going. So you can't explain how people are born of the spirit. You can't explain it and then the guy was confused the more confused the more so when we say experiencing the fullness of the spirit, what we are saying is that your spirit man aligns your spirit man aligns with heaven, aligns with the fullness from, from Christ Jesus, with the fullness from the Holy Ghost. Your body may remain the same. You may not be slimmer or or, or or taller or shorter, but your spirit man is experiencing transformation. Something is happening inside. And after a while, it begins to reflect on your body physically. It begins to reflect on your health. It begins to reflect on, on, on the things that you do physically. So your, the state of your spirit. Now begins to show on your body. Especially on your health. It shows on your health. So there is a place of the flesh. And there is a place of the spirit. But the spirit is really who we are. The spirit is really who we are. 1 Corinthians 15. Go to 1 Corinthians 15. The spirit is really who we are. Is that, that's, that's, our, that's us. From verse 47. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth. While Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Earthly people are like the earthly man. And heavenly people are like the heavenly man. So where do you stand? Where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself after Adam? The Bible says we are no longer after the similitude of the last Adam. We are now after the image of the uh, So we're no longer after the similitude of the first Adam. We are now after the image of the last Adam, which is Christ Jesus. In verse 49 it says just as we are now like the earthly man We will someday be like the heavenly man. What I'm saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That's exactly what we're saying. Your physical bodies right now cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So these dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. So there is one that lasts forever. Which the scripture is talking about. He said, but let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And then we who are living will be transformed. Will be transformed. Will be transformed. Go to verse 54. It says, then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. So understand where this body is, and then understand there's another body that you and I will get into. Glory to God. And then the Bible says, then death will say, Oh, death, where's your where's your uh, sting and no oh, grave and all that and all that? Glory to God. But the spirit is really who we are. You and I are the spirit. Are the spirit? Glory to God. And then you understand again, there's also the carnal nature and the supernatural nature. There's the carnal-mindedness thinking. You can find that in 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians, uh, do I have time for that? Okay, let's just go there. 2 Corinthians 10. First Corinthians 2, rather, from 10 to... First Corinthians 2, from 10. Said, But it was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets no one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit and no one can know the thoughts God's thoughts except God's own spirit and we have received God's spirit not the world's spirit so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given to us so there are certain things that God has given to us, but we understand them by the Spirit of God. So when we when we preach God's Word, when we re- when you read the Scripture, when you pray, when you fast, when you engage in all those spiritual things, what happens is that your spirit man is being renewed. Your spirit man is being renewed. You are you get you are gaining energy. You are receiving a fullness of the Spirit gradually. You are receiving a fullness of the Spirit. So it's a continuous expression of the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit working in you regardless of any limitations your physical body can face? I remember um a few a few months ago I was in Lagos. I was talking to a dear sister friend of mine who's also a pastor and then she was telling me how that um she she's um She's lost. She's trying to get. She was trying to get pregnant and everything. And then we, we got talking, and she, she said to me, she said, um, she went to the hospital. The doctor said that um, there was something. There was something was not there. Maybe uh, there was something. She said, I don't know the term that wasn't there. And I looked her in the face and I said, you don't even need a womb to get pregnant. I said, you don't need anything. The doctor says you don't have to get pregnant. All you need is the spirit of God. That week, she got pregnant. When she called me, she shouted. He said, I didn't, know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I said, that is who we are as believers. That your body part is not complete. is not an excuse for God. It gives God more glory to get you pregnant without a womb than even pregnant with a womb. He doesn't need it. We need it here, but he doesn't need it. So, when you see and hear things like that, it lets you know that the spirit is the most important thing of all. So, it's not about what you have or don't have. It's the presence of the Holy Ghost that makes all the difference. He can get you a job without a degree. He can get you a a contract without even applying. He can put money in your bank without even knowing who did. That's the Holy Spirit. So why would I tie myself to one pattern and say, unless it is like this, then it won't work. No, you're limiting yourself. That is not the fullness of the spirit. The fullness of the spirit has no limitations whatsoever. Every limitation you put on the spirit are limitations that you created and engineered yourself. Yourself. But in the realm of the spirit, there's absolute possibility in all things and everything. All things and everything. I remember several years ago, I had a debt of... Several years ago, I can't remember how long. It was a long time. A very long time. I had a debt of about 400 and something thousand. That was big money then. Jesus. I couldn't sleep for days. I'm telling you. Imagine owing 400 and something thousand in like 1990 something. I was almost like... I couldn't sleep for days, man. One day I got angry. I said, "It's either this thing works or it doesn't work." I would go on the street and say, no, you can't steal my joy. I choose to be happy. I'm telling you practical things I did. You can't steal my joy. I choose to be happy. There's that, that, that. I prophesy, I decree, and all that. I choose to be happy. Nothing can take away my joy. I declare God's word. I say, God, I don't have the money to pay. I don't even know I'm going to get it to pay. But I kept declaring and kept declaring. and The day the person called me, I don't know what made me see on the person. The person called and said, have you paid the money? I say, yes. The person entered the phone and never called me till today. True life story. Never called me till today, and we've had several dealings and several transactions after that. We've done several things together. Never called me till today. Maybe he receives supernatural alert. It's not my business. Never called me till today. We've talked. We've done dealings. We've done transactions and stuff. Never asked me about the money. How it happened, I don't know. I just knew that I got to a place where I was tired. I just knew that I was tired. You know, when you get to that place where, I think the problem with some of us is that, we're not yet tired, we're still like, um, when you are tired, when you know that there is no way but God, and you, see, you still feel like, okay, maybe that's my uncle. Oh, sorry. When you are tired, and you know that, you know, as they say, if you check me, take me up, shake me down, and drop me <laughs> that's all I have heaven and earth that kind of tiredness when you are tired and you know I can tell you countless miracle jobs that I got I mean just depending on God alone Depend. just depending on God and telling myself that look I cannot be different from the people that are getting it come on I cannot more so I have the Holy Spirit in me they don't have two heads that's the way I pray. They don't have two heads. Why? So, whatever it is I need to do, God, show me now. So we'll be there together. And then I find a headway because I realize there is something there in the Spirit. I have to experience it. It is here. There is nothing you need the Holy Ghost for in heaven. There is nothing. All the Holy Ghost you need should be exercised here. All the fullness of the spirit you need should be exercised here. Nothing heaven. So if you're not enjoying it, you're not taking advantage of it, you're shortchanging changing yourself. So whatever you need to do to embrace it, I mean, God is amazing. Seriously, he's amazing. You can pull as much as you want from him. It's your determination that matters. Look at the people that that gave miracles I was talking about on on Wednesday. All the people that, that, that most of the people, if you look through scripture, that came to Jesus for healing, they interrupted him. They interrupted him. Zacchaeus, short guy. Short guy. Going trying to see Jesus. Enter this way. No way. This way. No way. What did he do? He climbed The Bible said Jesus got to that spot and looked up because the guy's faith has pulled Jesus and stopped him. What is your faith pulling? What are you letting slide and let it just go like that? No, let it just go like that. Last week, I just noticed that um, everybody around me was just falling sick. My son fell sick. My daughter fell sick. My wife fell sick. I think their daughter, their son, too, fell sick. I said, Okay, I know what's happening. And then I started feeling symptoms. I said, ha, ah, that's why you've made the mistake. Me. That's why you've made the mistake. And I got in my prayer room. Everything bindable. Everything looseable. Because I know there is a fullness of the spirit. There's a fullness of the spirit. When I got to the, the, to the pharmacy, my wife wanted to get some drugs. And the lady was talking to me. I said, look, I've never been sick in over 10 years. She was like, wow. I said, it's not like I've not had symptoms. But I fight it. Why? Because I know who I am. I know there is something there for me. So when you know there is something for you in the spirit, you lay hold on it with whatever it is. You lay hold on it. Knowing that it is there. Not that you are trying to create something and say, maybe God will give it to me. No. Because you know it is there, you take it. That's the reason you pray. That's the reason you fast. That's the reason you give. That's the reason you do everything you do by faith. Because you know it is there every fullness of the spirit you have to enjoy it here if you don't enjoy it here you are shortchanging yourself you are shortchanging yourself God has given us the Bible says freely everything everything to enjoy everything to enjoy so when you allow the Holy Ghost to take preeminence always and at all times you enjoy that fullness You enjoy it. You talk to him. Let him talk back to you. John 14 says, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. He says, soon the world will no longer see me. He said, but you will see me. The world will not see me, but you will see me. You will see me. That's what Jesus said. Since I leave, you also will leave. He said, when I'm raised to life again, you will know that I I am in the father and you are in me and I am in you. That's the kind of life he has called us to live. So you need to live your life above things. Live your life above what you have, what you don't have, what is coming, what's not coming. No, live your life for Christ. That should be the center, that should be the focus, that should be the driving force, completely and totally. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters. That's really what matters. That's really what matters. Not your degree, not your certificate, not only of those things. That's really what matters. He becomes your focus. He becomes your pursuit. He becomes the one that you chase after every day with everything. That's really what matters at the end of the day. Rise to your feet. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org For information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember... Where the word of a king is, there's power.